0: It's time for the Ship Report, the show about all things maritime. I'm Joanne Rideout. It's Monday, April 4th, 2016, and we have a dozen vessels on today's Columbia River ship schedule. In our marine weather forecast, we have a small craft advisory for winds in effect through this morning. And today we'll talk about what it's like to be sick on board a ship, reflections on my own experience with being under the weather on land last week. But first, a look at our Columbia River ship schedule for the day. We have four inbound vessels, we have three in the Astoria anchorage, and we have five outbounders heading downriver and out to sea. Our first arrival in the river is the ATB, the articulated tug-and-barge rig, the Dublin Sea. She's arriving from Anacortes, headed for Portland. Her cargo in that barge is uh, refined petroleum. She'll be passing Astoria around 10.30 a.m., and arriving in Portland about 4.30 p.m. today. The clean tech is arriving from San Francisco, headed for Vancouver's Anchorage. She's a bulk carrier headed up to uh, the port of Portland eventually to pick up soda ash. She'll pass Astoria around 1.30 p.m. and arrive in Vancouver around 7.30 p.m. The Onyx Arrow is arriving from Japan. She's a car carrier headed for the Port of Portland. She has brand new Toyotas on board. She'll pass Astoria around 8:30 p.m. and you might see her um, around 8:30 th- a.m. rather and you might see her in Portland by about 2:30 p.m. The Ipsia Colossus is arriving from South Korea headed for Astoria's anchorage. She's going upriver to pick up weed eventually and she'll arrive in the anchorage around 9:30 p.m. In the Astoria Anchorage, we have the Sea Hope. She's headed for Portland to pick up potash, and she'll uh, depart from Astoria at about uh, 1.30 a.m., and you'll see her in Portland by about 7.30 a.m. That leaves the Clipper Endeavor and the Nord Pegasus awaiting orders offshore in the Anchorage off the downtown waterfront. In our outbounders, we have the Mackenzie. She is leaving Vancouver carrying weed on board, leaving around 3 a.m., and passing Astoria outbound around 9 a.m., The Roscoe Express is leaving Kalama, carrying corn, soy, or wheat at about 3 a.m., passing Astoria outbound around 8 a.m. The Patani is leaving Longview, carrying wheat at about 4 a.m., passing Astoria about 7.30 a.m. outbound. And the Don Juan is leaving Portland. She's a car carrier headed out of the port of Portland, but this is kind of an unusual thing that I just learned recently. She is carrying brand new Fords to Asia, so it could be Mustangs, could be um, Lincolns, things like that uh, headed. New cars headed for Asia from the United States, so she'll be leaving around 2 p.m. from Portland, passing Astoria outbound around 8 p.m. And the Korean Bulker is leaving Vancouver with Copper Concentrate on board around 4.30 p.m., passing Astoria outbound around 10.30 p.m. In our marine weather forecast on the Columbia River Bar, we have a small craft advisory through this afternoon for rough conditions there at the very mouth of the river where it meets the ocean. And uh, the the uh, forecast for the Columbia River Bar today combines seas 2 to 4 feet, building to 5 to 7 feet by Wednesday. But seas will temporarily build to about 6 feet or near 9 feet during the most maximum ebb current times. We have one at 3 a.m. on Monday and one at about 3.15 p.m. on Monday. Very dangerous time to be on the Columbia River Bar. That's in the forecast. That's why it's in the forecast, to warn you to stay home. Overall, in our marine weather forecast, we have a small craft advisory for winds in effect through this morning. And west winds today, 15 knots gusting to 20. Wind waves west 3 feet high at about 5 seconds apart, and west swells about 3 feet high at at about 10 seconds apart. They will build to about 6 feet later on in the day, and showers are likely Well, I was out of work just about all of last week with something that was either a really bad cold or some kind of flu bug. I'm feeling better, although you can probably still hear it in my voice a bit. Sitting at home feeling miserable gave me some time to think, of course, and I thought it might be interesting to talk with you about what happens at sea when somebody gets sick on board a ship. So a person, say, in my position last week, cold, fever, cough, fatigue, feeling really just too lousy to move. That's bad enough, but had I been at sea, I would have been at a distinct disadvantage on most ships. A few observations about things I did last week that you can't really do on a ship. You can't get in your car and feebly drive to the doctor's office or urgent care. You can't even go to the emergency room. You won't have the option of staying in bed all day and padding out to the kitchen in your slippers to get some tea. Unless you are an officer, you probably share a room with other sailors, and when you feel like you need to eat or drink something, likely the galley is on another deck, and you will have to make it to mealtimes up and down a steep flight of stairs, or probably not get fed. Showing up in the galley probably won't please your crewmates much, because you might make them sick too, and things like flu and colds tend to spread quickly on board because of the enclosed spaces in which people work and live, so you live in your workplace. Some of these folks are probably taking on extra work, too, because you're not there, so they may not be too happy about that either. So what can you do? Well, you can see the ship's medical officer, a person with probably a few weeks of medical training in first aid and how to treat things like colds. If you just need some downtime to recuperate, you'll probably be okay on your own after a few days, but if you get sicker or something more serious than a cold or flu is wrong with you you may have to wait until the ship gets to its next port to get more extensive care on land. On some well-equipped ships, the medical officer has access to an Internet link to a doctor on shore through a special service so that your medical officer and you can consult with a doctor via a live kind of FaceTime or Skype kind of setup. But still, if you become seriously ill on board at sea, you will likely have to wait until the next port. Of course, if you're close enough to, say, um, Maybe within the 200-mile limit or closer, the U.S. Coast Guard can come and get you, but that would have to be for something fairly serious. Now, thinking about all this made me feel quite grateful to be on land, in my house, which was not rocking back and forth, and which was very quiet. I appreciated the fact that I could get up whenever I could manage it and stagger into the kitchen to try and fix myself something to eat. These are not the usual kinds of things to be grateful for, perhaps, but something to think about the next time you see a ship go by. Having the flu at sea could be quite a miserable thing, and you can bet there probably would not be a warm, snuggly cat on board like I have at home, just waiting to climb into your lap and make you feel better. You've been listening to The Ship Report, the show about all things maritime. I'm Joanne Rideout. Thanks for listening. You can find a podcast of this program on my website at shipreport.net. Have a great and a well day.